right, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. Uh, I am your one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... About to say, did I get demoted? <laughs> am I no longer a host? I'm one of the originals. It's, I am the other guy, Big Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I haven't told you yet, but this has now become a uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes type thing. <laughs> Screw you. I'm out of here. Bye. See you. Uh, we're no longer the Jackson Five. We are Michael Jackson and the Jacksons. <laughs> Keep talking, little boy. It's, it's been an interesting two months. I do. This whole year has been It really has, and it's kind of, you know, us coming back in January, I was ready for it. And I mean, like, I was like, no, I'm ready to get back into yeah, this. Yeah, life was not ready for us to Life be was nowhere near ready for four episodes any of the three yeah. of us yeah. <laughs> for this to happen. And, and honestly, <laughs> part of the reason we're doing this today is because my work, I ran out of hours that I could work. Yeah. And my boss looked at me and said, go home. Yeah, there you go. And so this so was kind of a spur of the moment. Spur of like, the moment. Hey, we're going to do this. Uh, and it's just kind of one of those things that it's just life. It's, you know, so. All right. Well, I'm going to bring us over into what we're actually talking about today. Yeah. Anyway, we're sorry. looking at the. We nice- can't jump right into a topic. We have to have at least five or six minutes of some like you know tangent to, to you know to, to like get it's us called, into it. It's so. called the warm up. Yes. It's the warm up. Yeah. I. It's called. I haven't had a microphone in front of me in a while. I got. A, I got stuff to say. Damn it. You know. Anyway. Well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. This is a Dave topic. So actually, it's a wife. Topic. Okay. My wife. <laughs> Which means it's a Dave topic because we all know who runs that household. So. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you for fear of getting beat when I exactly. Um, I was actually on the phone with Alan when, mm-hmm. and my wife was talking about um, one of the actors in this movie is going to be doing a residency at the city winery. What is he doing? Exactly? I have no idea. It's her thing. Okay, but that's just. I was like. It's C. Thomas Howell is going to be yeah. here in, at the City Winery here in Nashville, which you know, City Winery is. I think for like, like chain, you know. Yeah, it but, is a chain. Um, I think he's here for like two months or something. Doing what though? I have. I mean, no that's. Idea. I mean, yeah. I really. It could be any idea. number of things. I know I you know, said something about that they were having like theme nights or something. Like yeah, one of them's Cobra and, Kai. Well, and, the whatever. one that my wife and her friend are going to, the theme night of that is Cobra Kai, and evidently they're having cast members from Cobra Kai oh, that's cool. show yeah. up and like talk or whatever. There you go. That's it. They're hoping Ralph Macchio shows up, but they don't know if he will or. Hey, you know, it'd be even cooler if uh, Zapka was there. That yeah, was, William Zapka shows up for that. That would be really. cool. I, I would be more interested in meeting him. I would too. Than you know? Ralph. Come on, we all know he's the real Karate Kid. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I am not having this argument with you. It's true. <laughs> Are you taking the Barney side of this argument? Barney Stinson was right. Okay. I'm just going to get a t-shirt made that says Barney Stinson was right. And that's anytime somebody says anything, I'm just going to point to the shirt. That's. <laughs> I want somebody to write a book of the rules. The bro code. Dude. I want I want a copy of the bro code. Well, you know what's so funny? Of course, we're on another tangent here. Of course, I did this. I loved that show. When it was on the air, and I have not really gone back and watched any of it. Like, you know, I catch parts of episodes here yeah. and there, you know, because they've been to syndication. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV anymore. But what's funny is that, you know, how Instagram works. You you, you click on one thing, and then you're like inundated. Well, I'm talking about like you you click and you, like, you watch one reel on there, yeah. and then every time you go and open it back up again, there's there's more stuff that's that. Yeah, because now you've been caught by the algorithm, right? So like there was I I watched a couple of How I Met Your Mother like reels on there, yeah. like months ago, and every time I open. Instagram, all of the suggested few, it's always, it's, it was, it's just like a barrage of how I met your mother clips. So that's, 
over the last few months, I've kind of been like, okay, what's this one? Oh, okay. I remember that. That's, you know, type stuff without having to go back and watch nine seasons and getting pissed off all over again. Yeah. Um, and I just, it's been funny. It's been really funny to watch some of that stuff. And one of the recent ones was, was the whole, the Barney's bachelor party where Ralph Malchio and and William Zapka shows up, you know, everything. And he's doing a whole like, no, he's not the real karate kid. He's not, you know, type stuff. So yeah. Yeah, Talking about Instagram, I made a vital mistake Mm -mm. with my Instagram the other day. What did you click on? Well, I was looking, (laughs) I was trying to find videos of how to vinyl wrap something. Okay. Now it's vinyl wrap. <laughs> Not exactly, because I found what I was looking for and kind of figured out how to how to vinyl wrap a a, a, a tool that I was looking at. You know, so it would, you found it what you're rust. looking for. You're one ahead of you too now. So uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the problem is when you type in the word vinyl. Oh. All kinds of other things oh, yeah. pop up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And now that's all my search. Is is women in vinyl clothing, and I'm like, no, this oh. is not what I asked for. I was like, I did not ask for a vinyl. I was going vinyl records, but you, you, no. you went there, huh? No, it went there. Well, I, you know, I did not ask for a vinyl fetish clothing. I don't know what I watched on there yeah. a little while back. All, all of the targeted ads that I get on there, yeah, are. For like handgun safes and like uh, holsters, oh, and you didn't. That's all it is. It just and I'm like, I what did what I don't remember doing anything here. That, that this is the reason why I'm getting all this. Maybe it's some of the people I follow. I don't know, but it's you, just like, what in the hell? You didn't you didn't click on anything. You talked about something with your I, phone. Oh no, I don't happened. know. It's, okay, uh, so anyway, here here's what we're talking about today. We're talking. And about I'm not the, even a gun nut. <laughs> no, that's our other friend. Yeah, but I'm just like that, Jesus. that's our other friend. Um, so today's episode, we're talking about the 1983 Francis Ford Coppola movie, The Outsiders, which has the most... It has one of the most Gen X casts yeah. ever. Um, do we want to go ahead and start listening? I can do it off the top of my head. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up the whole... Uh, because we got we got C. Thomas Howe. Hold on. Let me, we got let me Ralph Macchio. Let me pull up the whole cast. Yep. We've got... Uh, Patrick Swayze. You forgot Matt Dillon. Well, we got Matt Dillon. We've got Tom Cruise. We've got Rob Lowe. Yep. Uh, We've got Emilio Estevez. Yep. We have (laughs) Leif Garrett. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Diane Lane. Yep. We have a cameo uh, by uh, Tom Waits. Yes, you do. We also have a cameo from Sofia Coppola. Yes, you do. Um, And I feel like I'm leaving somebody out of this. Hold on. Uh, Melanie Griffith. Was in this really uncredited? Okay, I did not. I didn't. Heather Langenkamp was in it. That was yeah. I do remember Un- seeing that. uncredited. Um, Darren Dalton was in this. You're forgetting about Darren Dalton. Darren Dalton. Darren Dalton. You was know the- from the Ernest movies. He was the big fat chef. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah, uh, yeah you yeah, also yeah. know him from He. He was a He Haul. Yeah. 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 That's right. But I mean, also Essie Hinton herself is in the movie. Who wrote the book? Right. Who wrote I, I the knew, book? And I, I saw her name in there. Do you know what character she played? Was she the te- the woman with at the fire? No. Okay. She was the nurse that was taking care of Dally. Oh. Okay. That you see her like in the reflection. Yeah. Okay. No. No. no you no. actually see her face at the side of the bed, and she's the one who goes, "Where are your pants?" 
Oh, that one. Okay, I was thinking of the other. Okay, you're saying okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's her. Okay, that is all right. Se right. Se Hinton. All right, all right. Um, this is a movie that got made because. Yeah, there's a nice little at the end of it where it says thanks to, and it gives the librarian's name and a, and some students in California. Joe Ellen Misakian uh -huh. was the library at the Lone Star Elementary School in Fresno, California. Fresno, yeah. And her seventh and eighth grade students had been reading The Outsiders, and they loved the movie so much that they started a petition to get Francis Ford Coppola to do the movie. Fair enough. And since the students had shown so much interest in doing this mm -hmm. that she went ahead and wrote a letter to Francis Ford Coppola and sent the petition with him with the letter. Right. And that's what got Francis Ford Coppola interested in. He'd never even read the book or heard of it until that happened. Nice. You know, okay. You, you went the extra mile on this one I, and read I, the book. I ended up reading the book. Yeah. Okay. I remember when I was in high school that, not my English class, but one of the other ones. Yeah. That was assigned reading. It was one of the books they had to read. Because it's a novel. You said, was it 180 pages? It's 180 yeah. pages. It's, it, um, it's not that long. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I remember seeing... I knocked it off in about... I guess it was like four or five hours. Let's put it this way. But I'm a fast reader. I, as you say, it would have taken me three days to read that. But I would have gone and tried to find an audio book of it before I did anything. No, I mean, I'm, just, I'm a, I'll admit, I have a... Real problem concentrating when I read. And so when listening I, to audiobooks is so much better for me. When I read, the rest of the world goes away. Yeah. Like I read the last Harry Potter book in right at 24 hours. Fucking millennial. Which is, I think it was like 1,200 pages or something. So fucking millennial, I swear. That's a good book. <laughs> Whatever. But I. Yeah, if you're a millennial and don't know what literature I is. Don't, so I don't. I love to read. I don't read as much as I want to because if I pick up a book. I'm gone until the book is over. You know, I have a, we've, I think we've talked about this before. I have a, a very hard rule when it comes to reading. Mm -hmm. If you don't grab me in the first 30 pages, I'm done. I am never all in on a book. Like I, I have, I have stopped books midway through and been like, no, fuck this book mm. and never gone back to them before. Um, so it's, it's kind of, you know, one of them that's probably going to make some people mad when I say this. I have tried on three different occasions to read Slaughterhouse-Five. That's a hard read. And though. I cannot get past the first 30 pages of it. It's, that's, Every time, I'm just like, nope, forget this. Nope, I'm done. That's not an easy read. No. Well, I, hold on. And trouble. this is somebody who read Lolita, okay? That's not an easy read whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, just the way weird. with all the French and just, I mean, subject yeah. matter and all that kind of stuff. It is not an easy read, but I made it through that book and yeah. wound up loving, loving the way it was written okay let's okay. put it that way i didn't like necessarily like the con but it was like the content, no, no, it's a good, the content it was is written amazingly okay the content is sketchy as all hell <laughs> i don't care how you try to spin it so it's anyway gotcha but we're talking about the the movie the outsiders and i read the book because there's some differences between okay. the movie and the book that we'll get to okay so but, did, but let me ask this yeah did the book make this interesting the book is way more interesting than the actual movie. Okay. Um, okay, I guess we're getting right into it. <laughs> no, tell me about the book. Tell me about the book. I'm, I'm actually pretty interested. Well, let's, Because, let's just, like I said, I never read it, and I had been told that there were there were differences between, that were, that were fairly well, significant. Well, let's, so. let's go into the background. Okay. If you haven't seen the movie, there are going to be spoilers coming yeah. up. So <laughs> For a 
forty year old movie. But this it, year, forty years this is it year, 40? I didn't it came realize. out in eighty three. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. But you know, if you haven't seen it yet, turn it off. Go watch a movie. It's it, it's something you should see, you should see or listen to me talk about it and save your time. <sighs> Actually. I do enjoy Dave is like so just <laughs> No, I'm not I'm not I knew it was gonna be like this because it's for Francis Ford Coppola. Mm, yeah, well you hate the Godfather, mm, yeah. so um but I really like we'll get this. into it in a minute. So. I, the movie I admit I, it, this movie could have been done better. I still That like is it. an understatement. Okay. I, I still like it. I still like Rumblefish. Rumblefish is a. You keep talking about that. Yeah. And it's based in the same time. Well, let, let's get into it. Hey, this ahead. is, this like is based in 65. It's based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. As is Rumblefish. <laughs> Some really bad Southern accents in this. And I'm like, they're not even in the South. No, it's they're like- not in the South. <laughs> it's, it's very much middle of the country. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's a, it's a cowboy town still in 65. Yeah. But you've got the socials, which they call the socials. And mm-hmm. you've got. The wrong the side. Greasers, you yeah. got the wrong side of the track, right. which is the greasers, right. which is you know stereotypical grease in the hair, leather jacket, that type Motorcycles, of cycles, all the yeah. And the, it's about a group of guys that all live in the same neighborhood, but it's centered on three brothers whose parents have been killed, mm-hmm. and kind of what happens in the period of a week. This, yeah, this all really, happens it, in about a week. It, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's about right. That's about right. Give or take a few days. You yeah. Know, I, I would say it's probably a little over a week just because of a line that's dropped, but we'll get to it. So it's a, Yeah. So you've got C. Thomas Howell, who plays the basically one of main two character. main characters. Yeah. There's two main characters, and it's C. Thomas Howell as Pony Boy. Right. Which is his actual real name. It's not a those are not nicknames. Those parents yeah, their parents actually named them. Because I know in the movie he when he's talking to Diane Lane, he's talking about his brother Soda Pop. Soda Pop. And he says, No, that's actually on his birth certificate. You and, know it. And actually if you read the book, it's not Soda Pop on his birth birth certificate. It's actually just Soda. Um there, he's got a middle name. I can't remember okay. what it was. But you've also got Ralph Macchio playing Johnny Cade, who is the other main character. Right. Um Pony Boy is the one with the two brothers. Yes. And basically, the Socias, it starts out with Pony Boy and Johnny and Dallas, who they call Dally, mm-hmm. basically getting together for an afternoon. They're kind of hanging out until they're going right. to go to the drive in theater and sneak in. While they're in the drive in theater, that's where they run into Sherry. Cherry and her friend, yeah, Gary and her friend, Marsha, Mar- yeah, Marsha, and the way they end up talking to him is because Dallas is being a complete jerk mm-hmm. to these girls. So this is the same in the in the book, is it? Same, okay. yeah, same in the book, and it's all. That's one thing about it is that Francis Ford Coppola got with S.C. S.C. Hinton mm-hmm. and wrote the screenplay together. She was actually on set the entire time. He was consulting with her the entire time. There are big swaths of the book that were left out of the movie that okay. should have been in the movie that would have made it more interesting. Okay. So it's actually even the dialogue is almost word for word. Okay. That explain that explains. Okay. It, the the dialogue's almost word for word okay. from the movie to the book, I- including the argument between Dally and all of that. Okay. But come to find out, Cherry and Marsha 
were sitting in the seats at the drive-in, not in a car, because their boyfriends had decided to get drunk at the drive-thru and they weren't having it. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't have a way to get home. So, oh, they run into 2-Bit. Right. Because Dally gets hacked off and leaves. Right. So Pony Boy, Johnny, and 2-Bit decide to walk the girls home. And when they do this, the two drunk boyfriends show up. Right. Going, hey, what are you doing with our girls? Blah, blah, blah. And they start, you know, getting ready to fight. And Cherry's like, no, don't fight. You know, I don't like fights. Right. Gets in the car and leaves with them. This is all pretty in line with the movie so far. So. Well, that's this is this is all with right. This is book and movie. Right. Well, I'm just talking about general plot for okay. both. So then they two bit goes somewhere, and Johnny and um, Pony Boy both go home. And when Pony Boy gets home, he immediately. No, they decide to go up to the empty lot. Right. And hang asleep. out and fall yeah. asleep. And don't tell his brothers where they were at. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to be home by a certain time. Of course, didn't get home by a certain time. So when he gets home, he gets yelled at by um, Derry. Mm-hmm. And Derry ends up slapping him, which he's never done ever. He just lost his temper because he was tired. And Pony Boy and Johnny decide to run away. Well, they decide to go up to the park in the middle of the town and cool off and, you know, maybe they'll go home, maybe they won't. And that's when this Mustang full of the so- the, the two socias had gone and picked up friends. Right. And, man, my allergies are killing me. I'm having a hard time <laughs> breathing today. Yeah, it's, it's it. For those of you who are not around here, it's a nice rainy day in May here in Tennessee, which means that all the pollen is, like, coming down on yeah. everything. It's terrible, so... But um, the socials show up and they start picking on Pony Boy and Johnny, and it gets to the point to where they're starting to drown Pony Boy in the fountain at the park. Right. And Johnny pulls his switchblade and kills Leif Erickson's character, yeah. Rob. Rob, yeah. And of course, you know it's it's self defense. It's self defense. I mean, yeah. But, but who's going to take the word of a greaser? Right. So right. they run to Buck Merrill's house to get Dally because Dally will know how to get him out of town. Right. Well, Buck Merrill is played by Tom, Tom Waits. Waits. Right. And Dally gives him 50 bucks and gives him a gun mm-hmm. and goes, tells him to go to the old abandoned church and hop this train to right. this town, go to the old abandoned church by, you know, wait, you know, first day while you're there, go get a week's worth of food and then hole up in the back of the church where nobody can see you and wait it out until I can come get you. So there's a lot of sitting around and playing cards and reading Gone, Gone with, with the, the Wind. wind. And Which, talk about a slog of a book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I've never read it myself. I've never it's had any want to. 500 pages or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I've never read Gone with the Wind. I've seen the movie many times, and I love the movie. I, but here's the thing. The movie, for being four hours long... Leaves out probably, oh, I don't know, yeah, half big the book. Of it, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a house with my mom and two sisters, so yeah. I've seen it I don't know how yeah. many times. But after a few days, Dally comes to get him. You know, it's cooled off. He got hauled into the police station because the police know him, and he's told them they've run off to Texas. Right. So they're looking at Texas. Dally comes to pick him up. They go back into town. Which, here he drops a line about 
he thought that the wanted what was he said something about I I thought being in New York or in New York City would be the reason why I wound up in jail. No, he was like, like that. I thought it was I thought it was hard catching a murder rep. In, yeah, that's what in yeah. New York. So which means he's not from there, which obviously because he's got a much different accent than everybody else. Well, they uh, go over that in the book. Oh, that yeah. See, that's it's just a line that's dropped. It, you know, yeah. it, there of like, oh, okay, so he's not from here. You know, so. Yeah, he he actually spent time in New York on the hard side. Oh, I know, I know, because he, he again a little later drops about. I don't want you guys going to jail. I've been there. I know what it what it makes you hard. Makes, yeah, yeah, you know so. And you know, at the Dairy Queen, which is where we see Sophia mm-hmm. Coppola show up and go, "Hey, which you is got, funny." Did you got you fifteen she, cents. You see who she was? She was credited as Domino. Domino, yeah. I'm just like, okay, so. Well, probably Francis trying to protect I'm his daughter sure or whatever. something. He should have protected his nephew. So. <laughs> Do not pick on Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Coppola. Nick, leave Nick Cage out of this. That guy is that guy's having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they get back. Um, <laughs> Which reminds me. Have you seen the, oh boy. the meme? Which the, one? The, 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 the video meme from um, that movie he did where he plays himself. The... Oh, I've seen the one about when you're when you're really. Uh, it's seen, like when they're I've in the car. A, you know, it's when they're in the crap, car. I've seen a crap ton of. It's them. It's the one where they're in the car. Yeah, with him and Pedro Pascal, and he's got this just like blank look on his face. He looks over, and Pascal is like you know, like smiling real big. Yeah, and it's like and then, oh, and for the, the coat for uh for Coppola <laughs> for Nick Cage's way it says. Uh, uh, it says, uh, my girlfriend, when I'm really into, um, in, in the background, they're playing Roots by Sepultura. It says, my girlfriend, when I'm, my girlfriend, when I'm really into metal <laughs> and it says me, and it's like, it's, of course it's him, like the big smile, big stupid smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen several of those. <laughs> Did you see that movie? No, I haven't. I'm you haven't seen it yet? to see oh, that dude, movie. I went to the theater and saw it. I've got to figure out where it's streaming at. It's. To say it's good would be a lie, but to say that it's enjoyable is the truth. <laughs> so that <it's>, is every <laughs> Nick Cage movie ever. Yeah, it, they're not great, I, with the exception of Pig. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> that is a great movie. Are we sure that one wasn't directed by Coppola? So. <laughs> No, because it was beautifully shot. We're going to get into that. It was beautifully shot. Yeah, it was beautifully shot. It's just a weird ass movie, and like, yeah, okay, whatever. So, anyway, go anyway, ahead. they get back. Um, oh no, they don't get back. They after the Dairy Queen, they go back up to the old church, and it's on fire. I don't know why they went back up to the old church. Yeah, I guess together their belongings could or whatever. Be. And the church is on fire, like mm-hmm. going completely up in in blaze. Right. And somehow this school group has shown up out right. of mid, out out in the middle of nowhere, I guess for a school picnic or something. And the teacher, which is Randy, yeah, played by the cook from right, right. all the Ernest movies, right, and he haw, and he haw. That's the important. One. Yeah, and he haw, and. 
He's like, oh, no, all the children are right here. And another teacher comes running up. It's like, there's a bunch of children missing. Right. What do you mean? Well, I can't. And all of a sudden you hear kids start screaming right. in the church. Inside the church. And nobody's running to help. Yeah. that Like none of the adults are running to help. Right. And Pony Boy and Johnny run over to the church and start kicking in windows and go into the burning building. Mm-hmm. to And they start rescuing kids and putting right. them out the windows and all that. And as they're getting... um. The last of the kids out, Pony Boy is about to go back in, and Dally pulls him out of the building right. just as he does. A major timber in the roof of the church building breaks and hits Johnny right in the center of the back, mm-hmm. both breaking his back and burning him severely. Right. And they have to, Dally actually does go back into the church and to gets get him out. Him out. Right. But something happened. It, Pony Boy falls over from smoke well, exhaustion. He, yeah, or something. he also was burned as well. Like, cuz remember his jacket was on fire when they when Dally pulled Yeah, but out. it was a leather jacket. Yeah. So it it didn't really yeah, still get through, believe me. Yeah. So. Um the next thing you know, he wakes up in an ambulance and he's freaking out. Mm-hmm. They're headed into town. He's like, "Where's where's Johnny? They're in the ambulance behind us. Right. Don't worry, you're okay." Cuz he's got now got the teacher um, Randy in the ambulance with him riding to the hospital. And they have this thing. It's like, well, and Pony Boy's just like, well, I guess I'm caught. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to go to jail. And you start to find out how bad off Johnny is. Yeah. And, you know, broke back, paralyzed, severely burned. Mm-hmm. And they're saying if he lives. Right. Uh, one thing we didn't know when they were, when Dally called up to him, he said that he had talked to Cherry and she said she was willing to tell Oh, the, yeah. The police that it was self-defense, you know, what had happened yeah. earlier and everything. So it's so Johnny had decided they're going to go, go back and, and turn yeah, themselves, themselves in. in. That's why they were going back to get their stuff. And it's, yeah. And, um, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then this hour and a half slog of a movie gets even slower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, because of everything that's happened. And then it really slows down. <laughs> because of everything that's happened. Um, there's now going to be a rumble. The socias are going to come yeah. to the greaser side of town. They're going to have this big fight, right? On Saturday, and, on and Saturday, they have rules, no weapons. It's just, it's just fists, yeah. and yeah, it's. Uh, and they have the fight, and after the fight's over, um, Dally and jo- uh, Pony Boy are going to go up to the hospital and tell Johnny about it. Right. And how they won the rumble. You know, the socias have to stay off of their side of town forever right. at this point. And when they get to the hospital. Johnny dies. Mm-hmm. He says a couple things to Dally. He says the key and the key line that everybody gets stay wrong. Golden, boy. Everybody says say golden. Let's stay po- gold. It's yeah. stay gold. Right. Pony. It's not stay golden pony boy. It's stay gold pony boy. Right. And he dies, mm-hmm. which immediately sets Dally off. Mm-hmm. Dally pops. I don't know a, a gasket or something. Right. Loses his mind and runs out of the hospital. Pony Boy, not so much in the movie. Right. And finds his way back to his house where he tells all the rest of his crew what happened. What happened. And that Dally lost it and he's going to pop. And Dally pops. He goes and he robs convenience a convenience store. And then calls with a, with a not loaded gun. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, a 1911 that he was using, but he didn't keep it loaded. He goes, he, you know, it's a bluff. Right. It's enough to keep somebody off of you. Well, he. Although bo- he did get shot. 
Well, the, when he's from, running out the, from a payphone. Well, no, when he when he. Oh, you're right. The, when the, he run out, the, the grocer the clerk, shot him. The clerk, yeah, the clerk shot him, and um, because you see that when he makes the phone call, when he moves, he's there's blood. Yeah. yeah so, it, you know. and from a payphone, he mm-hmm. calls um, Pony Boy's house and talks to Derry. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this ha- I robbed a grocery store. I took right. it all. You know, I'm, I'm and he can hear the police in the background. And right. Derry hangs up. It's like we gotta hide him. We right. gotta go get him and hide him. And it's basically at the empty lot where they had the rumble that the police catch up with him and the entire crew gets to watch him get gunned down mm-hmm. because he's waving that empty 19. Right. He basically commits suicide by cop. Yeah, pretty much. And then they deal with the aftermath of yep. that. And the movie ends basically the way it started with a hand over paper going, when I walked out of the movie theater, the dark movie theater, into the bright sun. Mm-hmm. Which is explained in the book, but not the movie. No, no, that was the thing that killed me. With this is like it starts off with this little like where he's writing something, right. and at the end of it, he he's writing again. He also picks up the book, the uh, Gone with the Wind, and right. there's a note from from Johnny, right? You know, which again goes back to the Stay Gold Pony Boy thing. You're telling talking about the poem that they talked about right, when right. they were at the church about it, how it's it like, about being a kid. And, hey, tell Derry or. Tell Dally this, right? Because I don't right. think he knows. Right. Make him look like at this. Sunset at the sunset. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think, think he knows. Right. And of course, it's too late. Yeah. Mm. Well, the book actually starts with Pony Boy being at the theater and walking out of it, and he gets beat up by a couple of socias. Okay. It actually, the book actually starts with him getting beat up. He's the one that gets beat up. Johnny's already been beat up. Okay, I was going to ask if that was the same no. that, that they they referenced about, you know, and that's how he knows that Leif Garrett's character is the one that beat him because of the rings on his hand. Well, that's how the rings yeah. is how they know. Yeah, but at this point, at the beginning of the book, Johnny's already taken his beating. Okay, which is why he's nervous from the very beginning. Right, um, that's already happened. So when he's he's not. The greasers, it's bad enough between the socias and the greasers that greasers are not supposed to be walking by themselves. Okay. Because they'll get jumped by the socias, you know, every time. So he notices a car starting to follow him and he gets jumped Mm -hmm. by, I think it's three or four of them. And they're beaten. He's almost home by the time they catch up with him. And he's getting beat up pretty badly and is afraid he's about to get beat up like Johnny was. But he had been yelling for his crew and his crew heard him and came and rescued him. Okay. It's close enough to home. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where that starts. What's not, what's frustrating for me is that towards the end of the book, after the rumble, Mm -hmm. All of that happens pretty much the way it, it happens. But when Pony Boy gets home, he's in complete denial that Johnny's died. Okay. Not Johnny's not dead. Johnny's not dead. Johnny's not dead. Well, in that rumble, he had gotten kicked in the head and had a concussion. Okay. And after he told the rest of the crew what had happened, he passed out and ended up getting extremely sick from the concussion and spent three days in the hospital and had his, basically his memory scrambled because Johnny was still alive and he was the one that killed the Soch. 
Okay. And that's what he was telling everybody, to the, even to the point to where they're getting ready to go to court because he was going to have to go to court. Uh, not Randy. Yeah, Randy, mm-hmm. the other social, was with Rob, yeah. was going to have to go to court. Randy was the one that he talked to, at the, got in the car right, and talked right. to at the Tasty Freeze. A weird scene, just in general, of like, because they didn't really talk about anything. That was they, the whole like, the conversation. Like, I can see, yeah. especially with everything that had happened, you know, with with um, right, you know, with with um, whatever the other one that the one that got killed, and then Johnny, Rob, and Rob, and then Johnny being in the hospital. Yeah. I can see that conversation happening of like, this is fucked up, you know. But for whatever reason, in the script. And the way that's that scene in the book is what, it's better. It, it I was like, what what was the point of this? I mean, th- this was uh, other than the fact of they were. It was kind of like we're trying to show that they they're not that far apart. You know, it, you know, it, no matter and what, actually, what social that, they're running. You know, and that's, that's something he that's says. That's a running theme right. in the book. Is that well, even while the there's the, while there's differences between the two, the two are actually not that far well, apart from where even they're at. the scene right at the rumble yeah. when the socials walk up and. Um, uh, Derry yeah. is talking to the one guy that who's obviously older than I think everybody. it was Frank or yeah. something. And he, and he's like, Hey Derry, long time, you know, and they're and they're like, Oh, they, they played football together. Well what they and talk it's about like, in the book is that Derry was actually the captain of the football team yeah. when he played and could have gone to college on a college scholarship, scholarship but died, because probably. the parents yeah. died, he had to stay at home yeah. and work. But it's just the way that, that's, that that's, that's part of why he was hard right. because he Oh, I get yeah. that. But but it's just it was just a weird like why are they? I mean, these guys obviously don't seem to have that much animosity towards each other. So why are they even here to fight? You know, I mean, that's it was about back in the crew. I, I get that, yeah. but it's still it was just it was just a weird inter- exchange between the two where it was like okay, and then the two of them wind up fighting. You know, I mean, it's like they you know it's like everybody kind of pairs off for their fights yeah. and stuff. You know, <laughs> I got to say this about that scene. Yeah. Everybody in that scene needs to go watch some wrestling and learn how to how to throw a worked punch, because I'm telling you, dude, there are like miles oh, between fists and faces and everything. Of like, this doesn't even look convincing but, whatsoever. But you can remember all. Of, I know all I know. of these actors like, are legitimately like. I know, but uh, it was just, young, young. I know, I know, but it was still kind of one of those, like, I sit there watching, like, dude, man, this literally, this is the joke everybody makes about wrestling of like, oh, you, you know, you almost hit me. You came within three feet of my face, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but in the book, Ponyboy has a major concussion. Yeah. His wiring gets crossed. He doesn't know, you know, what's actually, what really happened. They get to court and all three socias testify, you know, okay, it was our fault. You know, we right. did this cherry. And then they won't even, there's a doctor there that actually talks to the judge mm-hmm. beforehand about the head injury that Pony right. boys. And then he's not. And so they, the judge won't even let Pony boy talk at the thing. He's like self-defense. It's, it's out. It's done. It's yeah. done. Which completely surprises Pony Boy, but then you see in the aftermath about his grades drop, right? His attitude. Yeah, they left all of this out. So it's his, <laughs> because of the head injury, his right. his grades drop, his personality changes. Right, like he's a. It sounds like he got more than a concussion. Is what it sounds like. He um, he actually, a couple of socias um come walk up on him mm-hmm. at a tasty freeze and start kind of harassing him a little bit, and where in the 
movie when Two Bit had broke that bottle and handed right. it to him. So I would never use He's it. Like, I'd right. never use it. Yeah. Pony Boy is the one who jumps down off the car, breaks the bottle, and starts going after the oh, socials. Wow. Okay. I mean, it, total right. personality change. His eating habits. He he just dropping weight like crazy, right. and his English teacher. Like he, you know, he'd be a decent math student, but now mm-hmm. his grades were in the tank. It's, he was big time into English, and his English grades had dropped way off. What they don't talk about in the movie is that he was actually a track star. Oh yeah, at they the never school. said anything about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's he, we're talking about grade A student. Derry made him work for everything. He's right. like, you do your homework, you do this. He was a track star. All of this. Hang on. <laughs> And all of that changes after the head injury and the English teacher in an effort to try to help him get his grades up before the school year's over, goes, I need you to write this thing. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you even do basic, do fairly well on it, you know, I'll give you a C you right. know, pass the class. And so it's him writing the story of what happened. Well, mm-hmm. He doesn't know what to write. You know, he can't even get, you know, he ends up like drawing pictures. He was an art student, you know, he just mm-hmm. drawing and he has this big conversation with Derry and with Soda about what happened and kind of gets everything straightened out. And then he suddenly realizes what he wants to write. And the way the book ends, it's him going, you know, when I walked out of the dark theater into the bright sunlight, it's him writing the whole story, the story. about what's okay. happened over the last week. That's the reason the movie opens with that piece of paper in that line. It's okay. why it ends with that line. Okay. But it I doesn't explain it whatsoever. <laughs> I, on it, I like some stuff that Francis Ford Coppola does. I don't like other stuff. I think this movie could have been treated a lot better. But the fact that it has the cast in it that I it know. does is absolutely amazing. I'm going to say something very controversial for this podcast in general. Okay. About three quarters of the way through this movie, I'm, I said to myself, I want to see a remake. Because I was like, there, this, this, I think there, and, and I, I, I really believe just from watching the movie, I think there is a, core story there that could be done a whole lot better than what it was done i'm not going to disagree yeah i would like because i hate i hate that's that is the problem i've always had with i hate to see this movie redone because it's now in the classic movie category and and just because of age i mean that's well it's because of age because of the actors because of who did it i mean it but the book Tells the story so much better than the movie did. And I think mm-hmm. for Francis Ford Coppola tried to make an art film with this, and he shouldn't have. That's what I was going to get to. The biggest problem I've ever had with any Francis Ford Coppola movie, including The Godfather, is its style over substance. And think about it, okay? Both of those Godfather movies, it's it's the love affair with the mafia over what's actually happening. Okay. And you realize this movie, there were three, right? Because you said both. I have not seen the third one because everybody told me it was terrible. So I just didn't even bother with it. <laughs> Plus the fact I didn't like the first two that much. So, but, uh, I'm not going to fight you. This, this movie, fought this, this movie, same thing. Okay. Dracula. 
all style over substance. Here's something I'll tell you, and and actually bringing that into it, you know, of, of Dracula. He I was pretty. For, I always forget that that's a Francis. You know, Ford that's Coppola. one of the last things he did. He hasn't done hardly anything since then. And no, and that now, was thirty years ago. Now he restores cars and makes wine. Well, good for him. Yeah, I, I've honestly said one of the best things Francis Ford Coppola ever did was give us, um, um, give us Sophia because I love her movies. Um, yeah. But I, you're never going to change my mind on the. And I think the thing with this book, especially from what you told me for, or in this movie, what you told me there, like leaving big uh, uh, you know the, the end they, of it off but they left they, a they, couple of great big chunks right. in the book out of other, the movie other that than, should have been there. other than that just from what you told me about the book they they tried to like basically film the book okay except for the parts that they, were left they, out okay because se sc okay was well, on set okay that's, they, but, they tried to make a faithful rendition but somehow in making a faithful rendition left huge chunks well, of the storyline out of the movie i have not read the book the godfather you know because yeah, that was based on a book also and yeah. what i've been what i have heard other people talking about you know people you know they, of course there's god knows how many things written and said about the godfather he was pretty faithful to the book as well even leaving even putting some stuff in there that didn't make sense in the movie because it was in the book yeah this was kind of like that and Dracula was kind of like that. If you've ever read the yeah. book Dracula, this was not this was not him. This was not him remaking the Universal Monsters Dracula. This was him making Bram Stoker. That's why it's called Bram Stoker's Stoker. uh, Stoker's Dracula, because he. It's very much. It's the whole thing of him walking around during the daytime. Yeah. This and that. But it's all the stuff that you don't think about at all about you know, with anything prior to that Dracula yeah. related. Um, which you know, good for him trying to be faithful. I get that. This movie also, look, I didn't hate this movie. Okay, again, I think that in a different director's hands... It would have been a better movie. It would have been a better movie and wouldn't have... Like I said, it's only an hour and a half long. Literally, it was like an hour, it was an hour and 31 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, It felt like I sat there for three hours because it, it, it was a slog. Okay. Um, Especially yeah. all the stuff at the when they were at the... Um, Okay. Church. Do you know why the church burned? No, but they don't even really address it. In they the did book. In the movie. Yeah. During the week that they spend there, okay, you know, it shows yeah. them, you know, they're playing cards and you know, and they're sitting around, and they're smoking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Pony Boy drops a line to Johnny because he's he like he drops a cigarette or something. See, I didn't think they addressed it. And he says, "Hey, watch that because you'll set this whole place on fire if, yeah. if, you, if you don't watch the cigarettes." Well, in the book, when they get there and the church is on fire, one of them goes, "Oh, one of our cigarettes must yeah. have started the." But fire. that was they dropped that that line. I caught that yeah. during during that montage in the middle. Which again, that montage was just like, "Oh my god, going to get through." Yeah, this, and here's the thing: um, there were conversations <laughs> in the book that could have happened in that that section that would have helped the storyline. This movie also is, I have many times hinted at wanting to do an episode about what the 80s did, about taking good actors or musicians musicians or whatever and just really, you know, man, that Stevie Wonder song. Well, it wasn't a Stevie Wonder song. I don't care. Stevie Wonder performs it. 
But here's the deal. What it is is that was Francis Ford Coppola's brother or cousin or yeah, something. Right. Well, he wrote the music for it. And I have no doubt that he wrote the music for it. And then they took it to Stevie Wonder and went, hey, could you write some lyrics for this? Let's put it this way. Hey, oh, great. Could you perform this for the movie, please? There, there are certain things you're not supposed to say these days because it will get you canceled. Uh-oh. This is all I'm going to say about this song. Uh, first off, Alan's views do not necessarily agree or are part of my own. So leave me out of this. That song drinks Bud Light. So, <laughs> oh, it was a terrible once, song. Once again, <laughs> Alan's views and ideas do not necessarily reflect my own. So please leave me out of it. That was terrible. Again, that no, that song, song goes in that whole what the '80s did to good artists. I mean that that, and I know it, you know you saying that that wasn't a song that Stevie wrote. Okay, he wrote, I'll, he give wrote, him, I'll give him. I will give him. He wrote the lyrics. I'll give him a little bit of a pat, but that was a terrible song. If you actually I mean, look in the terrible. credits, terrible. If you look in the credits, he wrote the <laughs> lyrics for it. But okay. what's his? Oh, I'm going to look it up now because that's going to bother me. But yeah, that I just uh, and and let's talk about the acting for a couple people here. Okay, Ralph Macchio got a lot better later. Carmine okay? Coppola was the one who wrote. Oh, that's right. I did see that. I did see that the Coppola was na- was on there. Yeah, Carmine Coppola wrote the music. Stevie Wonder wrote the lyrics, which I. I'm sure came way after the music was written sure. and then performed. Yeah. Um, Ralph Macchio got better later. He's not good in this. Diane Lane got much better later. Now, I remember a few years ago re-watching Six Pack, maybe yeah. probably 15 years ago. Again, around the same time. She's young, around the same age, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Again, Diane Lane got a lot better when she got older. Uh, yeah. Not very good here. There are several... Well, there, there, are, there are several quote-unquote actors in this movie that are like, wow, you're just saying yeah. lines. You're not really acting. You know, this is... Uh, well, and, and, you know, and of course, you know, sometimes going back and watching movies from decades past it's a it's a choice you know it's, yeah. it's a style it's the way they did things it's, it probably had something to do with the directing or told to do it this way or whatever but it's just kind of one of those well, things where it's like oh my goodness that, that's some of the acting so there's some really bad acting in this, that that's so. one thing that i forgot to bring up when when pony boy wakes up from having been half drowned in the theater mm-hmm. in the movie ralph macchio's character is sitting there and he's like shaking and like freaking out right. and in the book that is not the way that happened Johnny has gone cold. Okay. He's gone from being the frightened little, you know, right. 16 year old, 16 year old to, you know, screw that guy. He was about to kill you and I killed him. And you know, that's just right. the way it is. And he was still a lot for a 16 year old, yeah. a lot for a 50 year old to have to put up with, to have to deal with. But for a 16 year old, especially it's yeah. like, man, you know, but he, he is, he's definitely, he was not, Ralph Macchio did not portray that right. Right. No, I no, mean, he, he was, not. he was, he was, you know, doing the whole freak out thing. Which is funny to think that this was 83 yeah. and the next year was the Karate Kid. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, oh, it's daylight and dark. Yeah, and, it really is. And, uh, and also one of those things where you're like, like, wow, he was like, what, 26 whenever they made this movie or yeah. something. And, and the thing is, he's the older of the two boys. Because I know. Pony I know. Boy's 14. I know. I know. <laughs> and, but in the movie, he's doing the whole shaking, freaking out. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I'm in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. Right. No, in the book, he was like, no, he was going to kill you. So right. I killed him first. You know, oh, screw that. Guy. And I'll say this too. I, I don't know. Have you seen Matt Dillon lately? Not lately. He's finally started to show his age, 
But I was watching that movie going like, okay, this movie came out in 83. Matt Dillon looked exactly like that for the next 25 years. <laughs> like, he didn't age for the longest time. You look at him there, and you look at him at like... Uh, uh, Entourage? Uh, uh, no, that's Kevin Dillon. Oh, you're right. Um, you're right. No, you look at him in um, uh, like... Um, there's something about Mary mm. or you mean Dupree or, or one of those movies, you know, wild things. One of those movies, late nineties, yeah. early two thousand. It's like, no, he hasn't, he did other than the hair, nothing changed about him <laughs> between the two, you know, and it was just Must like been hanging out with Dick Clark. I don't know. But, and then, but then like, of course he's almost 60 now, you know? So actually, yeah, he's almost 60 now. Cause I, I was looking up how old, cause I think he was like 20 when they made this movie or Crazy. something like that. There were, I mean, yeah, it's like, even like Patrick Swayze was 20, now, I think he was actually 30 when they made this movie. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah, because I think he was born like 52 or something. Because I was looking up all their ages, like at the time, you know, when there was like, okay, yeah. how old they were when this movie came out, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, Derry but you also have to think that that was also a year prior, so they were actually all a year younger than that. Yeah, and Derry was supposed to have been 20, 21 at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, everybody was outside of Swayze, of the main cast, was yeah. like in their early 20s somewhere, yeah. you know, and uh, except for Marchio, who was in his mid twenties. So, um, funny, he played one of the younger kids and he was the old, one of the oldest ones. in the crib. Yeah. And what was, what was funny is that S.E. Hinton, you know, were, she was hanging out with all of those guys. She became the de facto den mother for oh, really? that whole group of guys. And she's like, and there's actually a, um, in the book I was reading, she did a foreword talking about the book and the movie and mm-hmm. all that. And she um, basically refers to them as her boys. You know, she, okay, That's they're all big, rock, you know, movie stars now. Yeah, but she's yeah. like they're they'll always and, and be it is. Boys. And that is a you look at, you know, Swayze had been in a couple of things prior to that, like. He was in. He was like. I think he was on. Uh, it was Red Dawn. No, that that was after. Was that after? After that, that was in eighty four. You're right. Yeah, you're right. He had been in a few things. Okay, yeah. but it was. Uh, this was probably the most high profile thing he had done to that point. Uh, I think. Actually, you know what? The most high profile thing he did uh, prior to that was the North and the South. You know. Oh, I forgot about. Yeah, because he was in there. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of one of those like, okay, you know, Rob Lowe hadn't done anything yet. Tom Cruise had not done anything to this point. I mean, that was like, you know, I think he had been in taps at that point and just, a, you know, a couple of little small roles here and there. Machio had been in a couple of like, you know, B sex comedies, you know, up the Academy and a couple of stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, and so it was, yeah, it was one of those things. This really was a launching point. And, you know, even Emilio Estevez hadn't, you know, hadn't done anything that really put him on the map to this point. You so. know what his first one was? Uh-uh. 1979. Skate Count, Skate Town, USA. Who was that? Machio? No. Oh. Swayze. Oh, Swayze. Okay. I know he was in a... He did a... Uh, TV movie with... Uh, he was in MASH. Yeah. Um, yep. Episode the, one in 1981. Well, you know what he, Episode, right? He was the soldier that was dying... He was Private Gary. Where was it? He was. Look, you remember the episode where there's a clock going? Yeah. Because they're they're basically they have to get a like a like it was a order or something like that. Yeah. Into a you know, and they only had so much time. And there was another soldier there that was almost that was that was on the verge of death. Yeah that 
um, that matched, you know, it was a blood type match or whatever it was. That was Patrick Swayze. Remember? Cause it was his, it was his, oh, it was yeah. his, him walking around talk, like, you know, just kind of like talking yeah. to other people, other soldiers who were dying as well, you know, type stuff like their spirits were talking. That was Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, he played private Gary Sturgis. Okay. So, yeah. Let's see here. He was also, oh, he was a dancer uncredited in Toto's music video for Rosanna. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, he was in a television movie with um, Jeannie. What's her name? Called uh, The Renegades. Is that what it, with uh, Barbara Eden? I think so. Yeah. And, uh, cause I know he was like the bad guy in it. Uh, no, that was a TV series. Six, six okay. episodes. Okay. Did you ever see the outsiders TV show? No, it was on Fox in 1990. Uh, the only, and, and I went and I looked at like the cast cause I remember like the, the guy that played pony boy was, I can't remember his name. He was on evening shade. I don't even remember the, the Burt Reynolds. Uh, oh, right. Sam and Mary right, Lou Henry. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. He played his son. Okay. okay, that guy played Pony Boy. Uh, he was been in a few things. He's been here recently. He's been on the Connors, um, but yeah, he was he played Pony Boy. I saw that David Arquette was on that show. Um, yeah, I was going through like it was only like thirteen episodes or something like that. it ran for like one season from like March to July. Of yeah, it's only a hundred eighty page book. What yeah, you, how are you going to do a TV? Uh, and it was basically over? yeah the book like them doing it over you know whatever. Yeah. Um, and and there were there were several other people that like. Oh look, there's so and so. Oh look, there so and so was in this, you know, type stuff where it was like, okay, that's you know, small roles before they were big, you know, type things. Um, I remember watching it because it came on Sunday nights on Fox. You know, it was like are they early, like like six o'clock or whatever. It was like one of the early, uh, or maybe it was for Saturday night. I don't remember. Uh, but it was. I remember like watching it, and then it was just gone, and it never came back. You know, um, that was kind of the tail end of all that. The first wave of baby boomer nostalgia yeah. that we had to endure, um, and so I mean, that this, was this story is definitely a baby boomer very story, much, very much so. But it's very much a Gen X cast. Yes, it's kind of like what we talked about with um, Stand by Me. Yeah, you know, very Gen X cast, but it's a baby boomer story, which yeah. is the reason why we wound up cutting it from our list of things to do for Retro Summer last year because we're like. No, that would be like us doing Forrest Gump <laughs> because it's just baby boomer porn is all it is. So it's just like... <laughs> I didn't even mention the big chill. Oh, yeah, and there's that too, you know. Uh, yeah, don't, don't get me started on that movie. Fuck Kevin Klein. Um, Move along. <laughs> Move along. Um, but yeah, that that... I did not hate this movie, okay? I will not go back and rewatch this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've seen it's, it once, you know, and that was, I, I had told you, I don't, I couldn't remember if I had actually seen the movie all the way through. Sure. I came to the conclusion. I had never seen the movie from beginning to end, but I have seen all of this movie in bits and pieces over oh, yeah. the last 40 years. Last night when I watched it was the first time I've sat down and watched it from beginning to end. It's, it's one of those movies that I go back to maybe every, maybe a couple times a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go back to this. It's, <laughs> and Rumblefish is is yeah. kind of the same way. But honestly, I guess Rumblefish is your uh, it's all, it, uh, the, Reno William or uh, the cool Remo th- Williams and whatever that Barry's always wanting to do. So. No, not necessarily. <laughs> the thing the thing that drew me into Rumblefish the first time I saw it, it was it was on A and E. Okay, it was late night in high school. I remember school. the movie. It's Mickey Rourke. I know it's a 
Um, Matt Dillon's in that one also. Okay. It's also, oh, yeah. it's also yeah. set in the same timeline. It's also set in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Rumblefish is that it's all in black and white. Okay. Except they deal with, you know what I'm talking about when I say beta fish yeah. or the fighting fish? I got a beta fish right there. So. Xander's got one. So The only thing that's in color in the entire movie is when they're dealing with the fighting beta fish. Okay. And it's this whole black and white film, but all of a sudden you've got this big splash of color. So it's somebody trying to be artsy. It, it's an art film. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie about it, but it's just kind of a cool, you know, watch it once. Just say you have. And for those of you listening at home, art film is code for pretentious. So <laughs> not necessarily. Thank you very much. Jerk face. <laughs> which, is, which is code for you're right, and I don't want to admit it. <laughs> no. No, that is not what I'm saying at all. I guess I'm just a little bit more cultured than you are. Okay. No, I'm saying we need to go back to the Bud Light thing again. So <laughs> I don't know why I bother with that. <laughs> anyway, read the book. It's yeah, only about yeah. 180 pages long. It will fill you in on all the stuff that should have been in the movie. And go watch this movie at least once. It's on HBO Max or Max or whatever. The it's on HBO it Max. It, it's only an hour and a half long. Um <laughs> It is. I mean, it. It's a movie you should have seen. They probably should have shown it to you in one of your classes in maybe, high school for, for like a literary thing or something. That's that's one of the places that I ended up seeing it. Was one of my literary teachers showed it to us in class yeah. when we were talking about. The I. Book. My mom liked that movie. I remember her watching it. You know, your mom so. has good taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, she did. <laughs> so. <laughs> You've mentioned all the other movies that you went to go watch. With Mom, her. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, um, the, a lot of the movies that she really loved, though, were just like, wow, that's, we're not even talking B tier stuff. We're talking like C and D tier. You know? Nothing wrong with those either. I know. And, you know, if they're, as long as they're fun, like I said, I, as long as it's fun, like I said about the, that, um, what is the name of that movie? Something about the, Hold on, I'm something look it up. crushing, crushing weight of immense talent, or something like that. Yeah, it's not a good movie, but it's worth watching. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's got its moments where you're just like, oh wow, that wow, that is yeah, okay. <laughs> but as a movie, it's just really not that good. Um, that that title's gonna bother me. Yeah, it's something about. In, um, something increasing um, weight and talent and whatever. the unbearable weight of massive talent. There it is. So yeah, I knew it was something like that. Yeah, it's the Nick Cage movie. So it's <laughs> I, I I so want to see this. I've got to I got to figure out where it's streaming. At. Yeah, look on just just watch. It'll tell you. So um, or actually, IMDb will tell you where it's streaming. Um, the easiest thing I've found is I pick up my Roku remote and I hit that microphone button. And I just say the name of the title, and it lists off all the places I can get it. Mm. I love my Roku. So you like being like for them government to listen on you? Uh, no, I've actually got it turned off to where it only listens when I'm. Yeah, they're listening. <laughs> say that microphone's never off. <laughs> yeah, they're listening. It's not like my. It's kind of like earlier today. I was sitting listening to music and had my phone sitting there. I was like, hmm, I wonder if the FBI's are, are liking that I'm listening to this music today. <laughs> you know, it's just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's not like my phone wasn't sitting another foot away from me. So I know they're exactly. listening there. So <laughs> the, the only time the FBI can't get to me is when I go hunting up in the mm. oh, Cher- they, Cherokee National oh, Forest. That, they they know. <laughs> no, because I leave my car or that, I leave my phone in the car. Doesn't matter. They know. So. <laughs> Anyway, we, before anyway. we get into that, that's another, that's a, that's a, leave it alone. That's a, uh, move along. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Move <laughs> along. These are not the droids you're yeah. looking for. We're walking and we're walking. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, 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 we talked about the outsiders and, um, and Alan was not happy about eh, this. It is what it is. If you don't like it, you can blame my wife. This It's, you know, idea. it's, we covered worse stuff on here. So it, that's just, yeah, uh, let's not go back to the yeah. baseball episode. I enjoyed that episode personally, but I've also seen a lot of baseball movies. So, and I know you've seen like two, so <laughs> or three. I think mm-hmm. it was that you you said Maybe you had two or three. You had uh, the Sandlot, uh, Field of Dreams, and Major League. Yeah, and that, I think that was it. Yeah, and that like, was yeah, my three. And Barry and I had like all the rest of them. You know, yeah, just I just like, <laughs> I really enjoyed that episode. That was so I much know, fun for me. Well, apparently, the listeners liked it about as much as you did as well. See, so it's, <laughs> I am always right. I am. Thank you, listeners, for backing me up on that one. But apparently, they liked that episode more than they liked our Fight Club episode twice so (laughs) i even went back and like spent three hours editing that fucking thing to get it to like it was completely remixed so yeah i did not appreciate yeah those drops thanks thanks a lot for that jerk (laughs) (laughs) so anyways uh, i guess we're done yeah we're done uh we'll be back soon with um something 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 else i don't know so uh, so yeah, I, uh, thanks for listening. Make sure and go check out all of our social media. Uh, Hey guys, something that we haven't done on here a lot uh, uh, here we go. that we probably have been delinquent in doing a little bit is, uh, you know, go in if you would and, and whatever oh. pod catcher you use and give us and give us rate us, you know, give us a rating and subscribe. I watch the numbers might come in on the, on our you know our, our analytics yeah. on a daily basis um and it's funny how like i know for me i listen to a lot of podcasts and i just subscribe to everything so whenever a new one drops it just goes right straight into my you know it, yeah. the, the feed goes right straight into my i do this app you know that kind of stuff and it seems like a good chunk of our listeners aren't subscribed but they they they're they're downloading. They're everything. downloading and listening to it or whatever, but, but they're not, not subscribed, which means it doesn't go up the first. You know, which is not that big a deal. It's just kind of one of those like I'm off. I'm always. I'm often amazed at how at like okay, like our episode we just did recently about um, um, televisions, VCRs, VCRs, and cable television. Sure, is now like in the top five of our all time downloads nice. it's done really well yeah and like in a very short amount of time you know i can look at everything else that's in that and most of them got there over many months we're talking like le- like just a few weeks yeah this one jumped up there and like apparently and, you guys really enjoyed that one and we enjoyed and yeah, we enjoyed doing it that was that's not yeah it's like um but hey, it's, hey. it's been funny to watch that how like we got this big right on the very front of it and then it's just been very steady for the, the weeks after that of like, wow, hey, this just keeps going and going and going. And thank you. Thank yes, you yes, so and, 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 yeah, much Yeah, and we're for saying that. thank you. But, but it's, it's, all, it's funny how I can, watch this, or I can watch those analytics on like a normal, like an episode that doesn't catch like that, yeah. where we'll have like a moderate amount of listens on the first day. And then 
it's steady again, but it's a much lower rate of steady than what that gets to where sure. it's like, hey, we'll get to however many downloads we get to, but it usually takes a long time for us to get there. And it seems like we'll have these little spikes where it's like, you know, the first day we'll have, you know, like a certain amount. And then two or three days later, we'll have another kind of a lower spike, but kind of a, but bigger than what we had in between. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those things. The only thing I've been able to come up with is I think it's just... Basically, what I'm saying is, is, is if you subscribe, you don't have to go look for it. It's like, oh, let's go see if there's a new episode. It will just be there. Okay, so, so I'm going to simplify this in a less rambling way. <laughs> so do I a, can't do anything in a less rambling way. So and I haven't even like hit my coffee level yet. So so do us a favor, guys. First off, wherever you're listening to us at, you know whether it's iTunes or Podcaster or um, Apple seems to be our our number one where people get us from. Okay. Um, uh, Overcast, which is what I use, is like in the top three or four. I'm using Podcast Guru. Um, That's what I use for mine. Um, Podverse is also out there. Podverse is, is one of them. One. That, that uh, uh, Google is one that we get a lot of. Okay. Like a lot. So guys, we need you to go do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed. Mm-hmm. Not just downloading it. You know, subscriptions yeah. actually help our, our ratings and numbers yes. and all that. Second, ratings help us tremendously. Ratings yeah. help us more than anything. So if right. you could go over and, you know, give us some kind of a rating. Right. If you're really super awesome, do us a little review too. Yes, Re- reviews awesome. would be awesome. That. We'd love to be able to hear what you think about the show. And again, you guys, I know, listen to a podcast enough to, to where people are constantly shilling for this stuff. And we usually don't. Probably to our own detriment, <laughs> but we're kind of asking this. I was like, hey, uh, in spite of us, could you help us out? <laughs> let, let me rephrase that. In spite of Alan, could oh, you yeah, help yeah, us yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this we, we don't try to bother you with this because nobody likes bothering you with this, but it really would help us out. And we thank you so much in advance for doing that for us. Uh-oh. You saying that reminded me because for whatever reason... Uh-huh. Man, we're, we're, I'm gonna close out on this story <laughs> for whatever well, reason. You do. Okay, don't don't forget our socials. Yes, you know, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. We're not really doing anything over there. Forget Facebook. I, I, I'm probably uh, yeah, gonna delete the page. I, does any, is anybody even on Facebook anymore? I'm not um, really. But I'm not at Instagram, all. Instagram. So. Come join us over on Discord. Discord. Discord's the best place to go to join us. It's the best place to come. We got a great community. I know a lot of you that are listening right now are over there. Oh, and we just got a couple of new uh, new subscri- uh, subscriptions over in that recently. Yeah, welcome and to the page. Absolutely, the you know, and it, it is. It, believe me, there's a lot of madness. It's been a little quiet here lately because, like, again, life. Life. We've is, all kind of been like, happened, eh. and we um, apologize for not being there. Yeah. Um, miss Don't so. worry. It will. It will. It will. It will it, there will be an uptick as the summer rolls in. So yeah, and Miss O just posted a bunch of new stuff over I there. I love she, posts that she puts. Her there. stuff is so her Halloween good. stuff especially. Is How so did she good. find this? Stuff? I don't know. That's the <laughs> some of it has turned. I have I have downloaded some of it and turned it into like my computer desktop I, I know. backgrounds. I saw, every time that I see that she puts like a, a dump of stuff over there, yes. you know, like I'm like, okay, I got to go and look at every single one of these. Yes, so it's <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know, it's not leaving out the rest of the guys. Oh no, thanks everybody, thanks else, everybody so, yeah. for being there. Um, um, if we started naming them, it would just it would, be it would take too long. Uh, just, but yeah, go just and check know that, that out. We, we thank you for being there. We appreciate you yeah. guys. Uh, my little anecdote I was going to leave out. Uh, oh, leave it on this one right. for whatever reason. Okay, so mm-hmm. back during the lockdowns. Okay, um, one of the the Facebook communities I was in at the time was doing some kind of stupid contest. You know that they did every year where it was like yeah 
Mr. or Ms., you know, whatever, whatever it was, you know. And I never, I was always like, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So that year I was like, I screw it, I'm getting in on this, you know. And of course they were always having like all the little like, hey, you know, post stuff here and that kind of stuff. So I started to write a song because without getting too deep into it, that the, the, the that group was really far one way politically. Okay. And I'm not. You're very much very in, much in the middle. In but, the middle and but, an equal opportunity but offender. But again, one of those like being in the middle, the people that are on one side think that I go to belong to the other side and mm-hmm. the people on that side believe I belong to the other side. And I don't care about either of them. You're an equal but again, opportunity I am a, offender. I, I will equal, yes, I will equally go after everybody. So I started writing this song and I never finished it, but for whatever reason... You finished it. I haven't finished it, but it's been running through my head, and I'm like, I think I need to finish this song because mm-hmm. it was kind of going to be a comedy thing, you know. Um, and I was using a phrase I don't think it's used as much now. It was kind of trendy at the time, oh, and it's boy. one of them that I don't really I I hate. But you know, you know the 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 phrase thirst trap. I do. Okay, I hate that, but. These there were a lot of much younger people in this than me, like you know, a lot of millennials and stuff. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll use your vernacular. So I started writing this song. Did you get yeeted out of the group? Called Problematic Thirst Trap. And that's the whole thing of it was like, you know, I'm your or uh, um I'm your favorite fantasy, your problematic uh, thirst trap, the one that you don't tell your friends about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, and and for whatever reason, I wrote like like a verse of it, and then like a, like a chorus, like which that was the end of the course, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But it was like, okay, this could be really funny, and I could write two versions of it, one for one side of the aisle and one for the other, you know, of like, <laughs> okay, so maybe if I get the gumption to do it, I might put this put pen to paper and finish up both sides of it. And maybe post the final product. Maybe you so, should do it as a duet. Could be. Yeah, that, actually, you know what? That would be great. Because, see, I could play the conservative thirst trap and it, that the women are like, oh, I hate I hate that I like this guy so much because of his political views. And then I could get someone, I could get a, a woman to play the one for the conservatives who are like, oh God, I hate to hear you her talk. Liberals. Or you well, but but she be she would be the liberal, you know, where it's a yeah. Oh, I, I where the conservatives are like, oh, I hate that that she you know all this blah blah blah. But damn, she looks good. <laughs> you know, so it's <laughs> and welcome to this little moment of how Alan's mind works. Uh, you do not want to know how my mind works. This is. No, <laughs> I have to live here. No one else should be forced to do that. So, <laughs> but yet here we are. Yeah, right. It face is to a, face, right? Couple it of is silver a, spoons. Right, it right. Is a duet. It's a, yeah, so they so, can sing it to each other. There you go. So, anyways, uh, on that note, I am Alan Smith. <laughs> I'm the other guy, Big Dave, and uh, we will see you again soon. See ya.
just life. I that's all it is. I cannot see you know? her graduating. I know. That's not well, possible. Well, she turned 18 a couple months ago. You know, that was... No. Um, yeah, I no, know. Don't I know. do that to me. I know. I know. She was five years old when I met her mom, you know, and that was... And now the fact that she's 18, I'm like, no, that that's no, that's not right. She's still this tall in my mind. No, she's not. She's taller than I am now. Everybody is taller than you. Look, that's still tall for a woman to be taller than me. I mean, I'm 5'8". I mean, that's like, you know. 5'5". I'm 5'8". And let's put it this way. The, if your skin was blue, you'd be a smurf. Whatever. Uh, the, you know, it's funny with that. You know, a complete side note here. Globally. I'm actually a little above average. <laughs> In the U.S., oh, there's I'm so, slightly below average. So, so many it's, comments it's I could true. make I mean, it's just like, about being slightly above average. It is. It's like, I think for the world, for a man, it's like five, seven and a half or something like that. And Are you calling me a giant? Is that yeah, what you're doing? Well, you're what, 6'2"? Is six that right? Two. Yeah, you do realize that. 6'2", 330 pounds. If you are above six foot tall, actually, if you're above 5'11", that you are in a, the every inch that gets put on that, you get into an even smaller percentage of the population. Like, I mean, and I'm, we're talking like single digit. Hmm. They, yeah. And so we, once you hit 6'2", we're talking like, we're talking like 6% of the pop, of the male populace, you know? As a kid, I used to try to hang from the monkey bars to stretch myself out. Yeah. Because I wanted to be 6'6 six, six or better so I could you play know, basketball at Kentucky. It's kind of one of those things for me, kind of the same thing with like, with like my hairline of you one day. You don't have a hairline. I know. That's what I'm saying. One day I was, <laughs> one day I was a teenager and had a full head of hair and I was at a family reunion and got to looking around at all the guy, all the men in my family. I'm like, well... Know what's, I know yeah exactly it's like I see my future here and then you know the thing is is that my immediate family you know my dad's shorter than I am my mom of course was shorter than him and so and then like my grandma my grandfather on my mom's side was only like five foot three now the thing about it is that Everybody else in our family is like six foot and above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your family was the recessive gene. Dude, I, I swear it's been one of those things where it's like, I've often said that. It's like you line up all of our, all of us cousins for the most part, you know, especially the ones in my generation, you know, and it's like, it's like looking at a skyline, you see all these like big skyscrapers and all of a sudden there's this dip down and it's back up into the rest of them again. <laughs> it's just like, how did I get so lucky to like to get all of this crap, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to bring us over into what we're actually talking about today. Yeah, anyway. We're... So-